1: Market Insight and Analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber. Oh, we're over here. I'm just talking to you. How have you been? I'm okay. You know, Carl has... Diller was
2: pretty cool, wasn't he?
1: Carl has the morning off, by the way. Really? reading over here. Our roadmap, though, this morning does start with Wall Street's... Wild week, major averages set to continue to claw back the week's losses. Crypto trading stable for a second straight day. Plus, the Biden administration, it proposes a global minimum corporate tax that they want to be at least 15% My audio audios. And Bank of America slashing its Tesla price target by more than 20%, saying more stock more- sales could be coming. All right, Jim, we're off to a bit of a technologically... Tough start here, but you it know makes
2: what? A, It makes us stronger.
1: We're ending a uh, we're ending a interesting week for the market. I would love your perspective on that. You know, we may actually end up for a week that uh, at certain points certainly uh, didn't look to be a good one for those at least who are long. Right. I want to be harsh for a second. Okay.
2: Uh, there is unbridled enthusiasm in the actual purchasing of stocks, and unbridled negativity in the commentary about stocks because it's overshadowed. By crypto. As if somehow crypto is in charge of the stock market. I think that linkage is going to end soon. You do. I think we're going to go back to reaffirm what we heard from companies, whether it be a Home Depot that announces a gigantic buyback yesterday. Whether whether it be a Lowe's that actually reported an amazing quarter, whether it be a Walmart, which had a a quarter that was so much better than people thought, Target, which was probably perfect. We got to go back to these big companies and how they did. And we got to get away from the idea that because there was a 30 percent decline in something that, by the way, Barry Diller called a con, it should somehow call the tune of what we do for a living.
1: Yeah, it was interesting listening to Diller, who always speaks his mind saying that uh, in terms of crypto. Why is there going to be a a dividing line between the movement of crypto and that of the broader stock market, in your opinion? I think because of some
2: of the things that we got from Gensler and from the Fed, and I'm sure Yellen's about to weigh in. They, David, uh, addressed something that you and I talked about yesterday, which is the notion of possible systemic risk. Uh, by saying, look, we've got to figure out what the hell is going on here. Now, David, there is way too much leverage in the crypto world. And by the way, let's just be clear. The rate that you're getting uh, if you have your money in some of these less public, uh, darker institutions is so high Mm -hmm. that if I were the Fed, I would call them and say, guys, what are you doing? Yeah, you mentioned that to me yesterday. I was not aware well, of that, 5%. that you're getting.
1: Who's paying you that 5%? Uh, one of my guys is doing and it. And what are they doing with, with your money? Beats the heck out of me. Now, is that good? If
2: May you're Jamie Dimon, don't you just say, you know what? I wish the Fed would make a phone call. Nah, Jamie, it's, it's too small. I don't know. They, they're, they're not worried. I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it because... David, the younger people who are involved with this, I mean, I keep getting this. I was speaking to J.J. Kinahan yesterday from TD. Yeah. This is what they want to talk about, the younger people. This is what they're in. Mm -hmm. David, they're not buying a P. Now they're going to say, wait a second, Jim. Did you see in Robinhood the main stock is GE and GE just want a big order for aircraft? No, that's not the point. Crypto is, without a doubt, David, catching... What younger people are doing with their capital. Now, Brian Moynihan said last night that there's a great thing happening, which is that there's a lot of saving and a lot of spending, which right. is kind of nirvana. But, David, we have got to get away from Bitcoin coin metrics and just have someone like Gensler, who was very critical in 2002 of the mutual fund industry and the brokerage industry. Gensler has to say, look, I don't like. All he have to do is come on. Like We call him up right now and we say, Gary, what are you thinking? And he goes, you know what? I'm not
1: happy with what's going on. And that's it. And yeah. then we're back talking about how uh, how Apple's doing with the lawsuit. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about AT&T for obvious reasons. We're going to talk uh, about Deer earnings this morning. Uh, and anything else you want to talk about stock-related? that's what's very important. That's what we like to do. You know, as for Gensler, sure. he does has, have his plate full. You're looking at a picture of him right now. Oh, course. well, let's come on. It's, it's, a clean plate. It's, it's, a, you what, know, is a it's, I got a blue, split. It's blue it's, plate special for him. Still dealing with the GameStop uh, he stuff. He should find it. Ar- a- still dealing with Archegos and the transparency well, of total resolved. return there's swaps. Ryan Cohen there is coming total in. Total return and- swaps is a question. Still dealing with whether there's going to be true new regulation around uh, SPACs of some kind in okay. terms of at least the projections. And and dealing with uh, crypto, so plenty. Well, plenty I'm just over all there I'm he all, do, do all, always, all he has to do
2: is say, "Look, I, I don't know if it, if you're in a crypto company, if you're yeah. in, and you're getting five percent interest, that may not be sustainable." And boom, then we really unravel. Yeah, you know, we we'll finally get to the bottom of some of this. Uh, by the way, can I just tell you, you want to get back to the old days Please. that we were? Let's do it. Nvidia does a four for one split. Remember that. Yeah. They used to do splits, David. Yeah. In, in the early 90s, PepsiCo would split and Coca-Cola would split, oh, and their the, stocks
1: would jump. I remember the mid to late 90s when a split would be announced and would be greeted as though it was somehow something positive for the company. And it's it's well, not.
2: I used to go into the late Mr. Tish, who was... Uh, I mean, remember Yahoo did a split I, I was or something. Tight, I one
1: went up 30%. I, well,
2: I went in to see him, and I said, I, I think you should buy Pepsi. And He said, why? I said, well, PepsiCo, every stock that's 90 goes to 100 said, OK, but why should I buy it? I said, because 90 goes to 100. So he then has me back, and it goes to 100. And he said, what's next with Pepsi? I said, 100 goes to 120. At the end of it, he said, OK, tell me what to buy. <laughs> that is this market. That's what we could get going here. NVIDIA jumps 3.9%, David, on, on a four-for-one split. Not on a completion of the arm-holding deal. Right. Not on the quarter, which is about to happen. Not on the Ethereum chips, cards that they're using, but on a four-for-one split.
1: Well, it will make, it, uh, it will make the uh, stock more affordable, I guess, to buy but, a share you for You can buy people. fractional
2: shares. You can now buy so fractional fi, shares. I know. Anthony Noto will text you in within 90 seconds about that.
1: Yeah. Well, meanwhile, you got Alphabet at two thousand three hundred and fifty-six, and Amazon at three thousand two hundred and forty-seven. They don't seem them, to be. They don't to seem split. to be bothered by the idea of having this yeah. split. Apple, of course, did. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. ATT tried to do a split. Yeah, there they we split go. The, they split the dividend. All right. Well, you know what? Since you mentioned it, let's move on to I only was a segue for you, partner. It did receive a pair of uh, Wall Street upgrades this morning, in fact. Yeah. And we'll get to those. Uh, But last night, Jim did make a different kind of call on the company. Take a listen.
2: Tonight, we're dusting off something I've rarely used in 16 years of mad money. And it's called the wall of shame. Honestly, I should put ATT's entire board of directors on the wall. But they still have the chance to claw back some of Stevenson's compensation. So let's see what they do.
1: All right. Um, you're taking Stanky on the wall, too. I, I, that That's the part I well, wonder about, because, you know, Jim, you, you could make certainly make a very cogent argument you have for why Stevenson uh, perhaps deserves that. Right. But, Stanky. I Stanky. Mean, Stanky, he's Stanky. He made bold moves in a short amount he, of time he made that assurances. he believes are, are trying to position the company for a future that he sees. He made assurances
2: about the dividend. You? you don't do that.
1: You don't have to do it. You just you. Don't so do you, it. You, you, That's what you have been very focused
2: on. Well, Because the people thought it as own a personal ATT, affront. The people who own ATT, for the largest part, own it for the dividend. Yeah. Now we can go on. I've, I've actually spoken enough. I've re- I'm going to rest my case on this one because I'm ready to move on. But I do have a a warning to people, David, who are watching the show, CEOs, don't do that. Don't assure your dividend to me
1: and then... Well, i think they've gotten that message well good um, now listen when you uh, to be fair, when you take a look at a 20 year on on 18t i mean that tells the overall story there's there's oh, a one week hell. which it is down how about you yeah, let's a 20 look. year is the better is a better view it's singularly um, the worst company well not that singular that was a singular, oh, singular, yes, singular. Yeah, that was yeah, a BCC. joke okay. there's uh, how many years is that oh, There right. it is. well that's yeah.
2: hey
1: it's, it's Gets right back
2: where it started from. It's like that song. Yeah,
1: I mean, GE looks a lot worse than that. Oh well, uh, I had, I had a talk with Jeff. Yes, you did, Jeff. Jeff yes, you Oakland. did.
2: Do you know though, what we do on Twitter? One, saying why don't you call Jeff? In um, do you know how hard it is to do this stuff. It is. Well, look, I'm, they've I'm given. It, listen, boy. 18,
1: it's interesting what Diller's comments were. Actually, do we have that? I don't know. We can take a listen to what Diller uh, sort of the way he viewed the deal. Yeah. Um
3: maybe the great escape for Time Warner. I mean for AT&T. I mean a a a, a remarkable thing. You know, it's the thing, when you think about it, it's the power of monopoly. People say Discovery bought it. No. AT&T basically bought Discovery, AT&T shareholders. Right. But Discovery management, the scrappy Mr. Mr. Zaslav gets to operate it.
1: Uh, the scrappy Mr. Zaslav gets to operate it. That stock actually has had a rough week, as has our parent company, Comcast, as has Charter. Both of those down in part because they do believe there is going to be more flexible more competitive AT and T in the wireless slash connectivity industry, and that's the, kind of behind some of the notes this morning, Jim. You've got uh, you know UBS talking about. Listen, none of them seem to believe that they're going to necessarily get to that twenty billion free cash flow target that well, they set I out there that's at AT and T. but thinking. the analysts who are coming out positive today on the stock don't seem to care that much. Uh, for its part. Do we have that UBS? They, they talk about they're just going to be more competitive in the wireless industry. Yeah, That's I what they kind that. of come back to. They say, while well, cable continues to grow as a force in wireless and competition from Verizon and T-Mobile uh, will uh, ebb and flow. We believe AT&T will, prov- will um, improve its positioning relative to expectations in the 5G era as it accelerates the rollout of its C-band. Um, and of course, they spend an enormous amount of money on that, on those airwaves. Over at uh, New Street, they say, yeah, we don't believe the guidance, but it doesn't matter. We don't have the company growing free cash flow in a mid single digit range uh, and we don't have them generating 20 billion in free cash flow. We don't think it matters for two reasons. First, the market doesn't buy the guidance either. And second, even with a much lower free cash flow of, let's say, 15, they have plenty of cash to pay an $8.3 billion dividend while paying down debt. So we'll keep an eye on those shares, which, as you saw, of course, have been off this week. You, you've said your part.
2: We don't sure. this I don't need to say anymore. I think people know that what I stand for is hopefully is understanding is that people who buy a stock in order to get fixed income and, and, and have been reassured that it's fine. Right. And the reassurance was bogus. Yeah. Now, David, if you put up a, a five year chart of T Mobile, I'm surprising your guys in the control room, but if you take a look at a chart of TMUS, uh I think you're going to see what you want to see, which is this is the money if you had spent it on Wireless rather than spend it on entertainment. T Mobile's chart. Right, no. That's wireless spend.
1: Uh, and don't forget, of course, it was AT&T that helped put T-Mobile in, in business, in a sense. It was there when them a happened, much more competitive uh, and more robust ability to offer a more right. robust wireless service. But which would you rather be in? Transfer of spectrum and money to the company when, of course, their attempts to acquire the company were shut down by the regulators. And that's right. also part of the story for AT&T. They got shut down there when they did try to grow in wireless. Uh, and then they also had another year of review added on for when they tried to buy Time Warner right. to close the deal. David, yeah, you were there when they were
2: upping Time Warner. We were together at Delivering Alpha. Yeah. And uh, we were somewhat uh, aghast that they just came. But you know, Jeff Bukas is what you want. Jeff Bucus was
1: determined to get the best price for his shareholders, and he, and he did. did. And he did, and it's a good, yeah, it's a good way to deal with AT&T. Michael right. White also did a great job for DirecTV. Yep. All that said, I, I, I probably disagree with, I think the jury's still out on Stanky. You may have to take him down at some point. We'll see. All right, you won't. I took Strauss Zelnick down at 13,
2: put him on the high teens, soon at 13. Yeah. I took um, the former CEO of Walmart down after he said, why don't you check your store in Route 22? Uh,
1: y- y- and you can come off the wall. You had the, which was that? Mike, Do, who did you have? Up Lee. On? Oh, you had you had uh, Lee Scott. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, it's a good history for that wall of shame. All right, coming up, the Treasury Department is urging the world to get on board with its global minimum corporate tax proposal. We're going to fill you in on that. Let's give you another look at futures as we get ready for an opening bell here to end a pretty volatile week. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Jim. I want to talk to you about Apple in particular, of course, this epic trial, which is moving into an important phase. Tim Cook uh, going, to I believe, test start uh, take stand um, and Barry Diller having some comments that we may get ready for you if we can uh, as well, in terms of his view of uh, of that 30 percent take. I mean, there's a lot at stake here for the company, is there not?
2: Yeah. Look, the service revenue uh, is largely based on app they are doing doing other service revenues. but you know like when you back up your pictures it's very important uh, david look i was someone who i ran a helped run a company the and the whole issue was do we go into apple and and put our subscriptions on on the app store or do we try to do it ourselves david if you try to do it yourself which is what we don't talk about you're going to lose put on the app store you give you let them take their Cut and you succeed. It's cut and dried, And it really bothers me endlessly when I hear what a hijacking Apple's doing when you just try to do it yourself. They give you the form. Is that worth 30
1: percent? I can tell you chapter
2: and verse that it's worth more than that. And it's nice that they let you have 70
1: percent. Really? Yeah, Even because you otherwise. Completely developed everything having to do with whatever. I've app
2: developed apps. I've done everything I can to try to get subscription going. If you unless you give them. What they want. Look, David, 70 percent of something is better than 100 percent of nothing.
1: Correct. But should they have oh that much control?
2: Well, what? what and do is I, it
1: in a sense? Almost. What should
2: they say? Should they say, listen, you know, Jim, we've been thinking about you really like you. You know, we should only give you 50, We're going to take 15 percent. Hey, listen, they could take 50 percent. I mean, now, obviously, that would be gouging, and I think someone else would come in. But I always felt the problem wasn't them. It was like, why can't I get that from Google? Why doesn't Amazon open a competitive store? They have a lot of stores. They opened Whole Foods. Why can't they open an app store? What is going on that no one else will go in against them? It's not that they have monopoly. It's just no one competes. I mean, David, there's, this isn't like a railroad, a KSU, where there's no parallel track. Anybody can open an app store and beat them. If they just
1: decide they beat them, they don't have an installed base of billions of devices. Why do they have
2: an installed base? Because it's the best product in the world. Should they not be rewarded? If you quit them, do they not? No, It's an
1: interesting question, though. Should they be rewarded to that extent that they basically have control over whether you live or die? David, that's it's not live or die, so to speak, as a business. That's that is I
2: think that's hyperbole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, Barry Diller you called them criminals. You're telling a criminal. me? I am, but, yeah, that I, means that, that yeah. some Barry wow. Diller called them criminals. And I just think that that was there was hyperbole. He did not mean to do that in the sense
1: How of do you know he didn't crim- mean to do that? That's what because he just said. He's Barry Diller. He's a
2: smart guy. He's not really he saying speaks, they should go to he jail. He speaks his
1: mind, though. And that's he's one of the few Once people who is willing I to do him. that, which is why he's a great One reason why I love him.
2: Yeah. But I just think to call uh, Tim Cook a
1: criminal is uh,
2: probably you know, ill-advised.
1: Did he call him a criminal or did he just say that it was the institution's criminal. Uh, unfortunately, do, we haven't been able to we'll get it for you, but people, we
2: haven't been able to cut okay, that. The number of people in the audience who are watching who have developed an app that want to get attention is probably small. Yes. But there are two million people who have been able to blossom and have businesses because of the app store. If Apple loses this case,
1: does the stock suffer? Yes. It does? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. you got to take numbers down. And do you like it here at 128, let's call it? Yes. Because it's a
2: very inexpensive stock on the 2022 numbers, particularly if we're starting to get the numbers, say, that the evidence lab of UBS is saying, which is I've mentioned the evidence lab because I just kind of like this, like CSI. Yeah, uh, because what you're saying is that if there's strong demand, I'm not saying super cycle, that's the kiss of death. Right. But, but strong demand for 12, David, then the numbers are too low. And people will say, why didn't I buy Apple instead of listening to, say, Tony A, who often thinks that Apple's too high.
1: It He buy. does. He's a rigorous guy. He makes, he makes decent arguments. He hasn't necessarily right over any longer period of time. Stock's up 60% a, over the last year, yeah, although it, was, it is still down 2% this year. Do you want me to do, I mean, I studied with a, with a Jesuit professor. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I can argue both things. I, it's much too expensive, Dave, but let me tell you why it's
1: really cheap. We can all do that. That's what we do here. All right, coming up on Tech Check, by the way, don't miss it. An exclusive with Microsoft CEO Satya it's Nadella. A it's a good get. It is a good get. John congratulations. Yes, 11 a.m. Eastern, of course. Mr. Nadella will be on that program. Coming up next, though, it's Kramer's Mad Dash. Don't go anywhere.
3: Every
5: day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com.
1: All right, about six and a half minutes before we get started with that final day of trading uh, you want to talk a lot about applied materials lately, and well, you want to, again, why?
2: Largest uh, semiconductor capital equipment. If we have a semiconductor cap, if we have a semiconductor shortage, you have to look to these companies to try to bust the shortage. Applied materials did not give us hope that that's going to happen, but they did say that business is very, very strong. Uh, it looks like that they're not going to expand production of machines that make uh, DRAMs, which is very good for Micron, MU, because it keeps supply a little tighter. But they did say that are uh, going to really uh, burst production of NAND, Flash. Uh, in the end, David, what they did was a good quarter, and it's not been enough in semiconductor land to do a good quarter. You need to do a blowout quarter. I think we'll circle back to this company in a few weeks and buy it, if maybe even next week, because it was a good quarter. And right, the instant analysis is often wrong in yeah. the semiconductor world. I like what they had to say.
1: But I feel so often when we stand here during this segment, we look at a stock that perhaps is not responding in a Positive way to what you call positive news. Right. But then you look in the corner and say, well, it is up 136%, or it's up 200%, or well, well, it's up. These stocks have had such amazing moves. Well, this is all about
2: 2022 now. Right. And I thought Applied Materials gave you a very good outlook for 2022. Okay. It, it, I would say this was. All because of how great 2021 they felt would be, yep. and it was. And now the stock has been going down because people feel that 2022 could be weaker. But the company assured you that that's not going to be the case. And, that, and that's because of the general use of semiconductors in so many different things. Okay. And when we come back, I'm going to talk. There's a story about Boeing raising production of the 737 MAX. I thought they had too many 737 MAXs, so we have to spend
1: some we'll time. We'll look at that as well. And we've got an opening bell for you just a few minutes from now. A lot more Squawk on the Street. We're coming right back. I would listen to JC, your man, Jim Cramer, and what he's saying to try to create some awareness around the speculative nature. I guess the message to investors is, you know, use your horizon to your advantage. If, are you really, do you really have a venture mentality? Because you needed to ride out volatility and to place bets on companies that in some sectors, 9 out of 10, will never work. That was Morgan Stanley's Adam Jonas giving a thumbs up, of course, uh, yesterday to uh, to Jim. Uh, a you, conversation that we've had many times. Have here, you uh,
2: ever seen the work he, he does? Yes, I have. Did you watch the hour-long quantum scape uh, presentation he did? I did not. It's breathtaking. Yeah. It's breathtaking in its... Do you understand that this is basically a... Crazy biotech, so to speak. No, no, not crazy. A very, very speculative biotech. And that, but we've it, made but that the, we've made that point. Well, yeah, many but he's times. an analyst who's willing to say that he's right. he's saying. Listen, QuantumScape, it, it's not GM. Please understand what you're taking on when you. And I'm, I don't mean to pick on QuantumScape.
1: No, it, I know we use it a lot. It's still well, an eleven and a half the, billion dollar value. Well, it did have, have a faster a high of one hundred and thirty-two dollars a share. Well, so, it, so it is down dramatically. The guys are from the brief gone. highs. He. He is.
2: What he says to you basically is, if you want to take a long-term view... Oh, look, Kathy Wood does the same thing, but she doesn't... But she makes what I regard as outrageous, outrageous projections, and he just says... Yeah, but, she did, but she did
1: on Tesla, and then they all came true. Okay, so everything she does is right? Listen, it's No, all... of course not, but she did get that one right, and it was a big one. Well, that's true, but I think that
2: people who rush to be in her fund... Uh, May so far I've been
1: disappointing. And there is the opening bell, of course, at the uh, New York Stock Exchange and at the Nasdaq. Here's a look at the real-time exchange right where we are. Remember when I used to say back at HQ, we're going. Haven't had to say that. We're we going are back going back to the NYSE. to the NYSE, David. Yes, we and, will be back you know, there. And I you think. can get back on the subway like the old days. I've been. I was. I took it uh, twice yesterday. Actually, things are picking up. They are even Midtown, even Midtown yesterday. You, I ho- saw men in suits. Like, well, it's better than seeing Robin
2: with men in tights. I've got to tell you one thing, David. It's <laughs> impossible to get a reservation lot at yeah. at restaurants that you thought would be going yeah. begging. Now it's it's and, it's, and, and uh, tourists come to New York. It's it is the most exciting. There, man. I it was is. down in I was down I walked the village from Midtown I, all the way down to the, down to the village for dinner. People and it are in was line to go to places. I tourists must come here. It is it is, it is roaring twenties. It's it the most exciting place on earth right
1: now. Um, it is it is rocking. Um, and we will be back at the NYC. And I had to take the subway home at 1130 at night because I couldn't get a cab. The F train. And it you know what? It took nine minutes. Uh, so sometimes do it works really to well. I do want people to know. I mean, I'm sorry to be such an evangelist for New
2: York. But I've, I can't recall when I've seen it this exciting. I went to a bar last night. It was just I had to go look and at And you've got it. your places back open. Oh, my God. You can't even get a reservation at one of my places. I mean, it's like I was worried that, they would, that it would just be like me with a sandwich board on <laughs>
1: That's like Shop at gyms. Right, gyms, none better. Let's get back to stocks this morning. You know, let's finish the conversation that we we're having about which we've had many times playing off of what Jonas was saying. We have made it clear that many of these are speculative companies, the ones that have come public through SPAC in particular. We have, that have, done have projections our job. on 26 revenues. Not done our job. And are talking to multiples. And many of them, Jim, to be fair, have come down dramatically. Yes. Including, we, you know, the one we go to so often. But even CCIV... Quantum skip. Many of them have come down dramatically. Oh no, the cars the, has the come Fiskars, down dramatically. The Lucid. I mean, they, well,
2: yeah, yeah. it's been just a nightmare. Romeo, Romeo, well, power, Romeo power.
1: Yes, all of them um, have have gotten hit. And they don't come on as much. To people. It's going to be years. It's going to be years till they prove out. There's a look at Lucid, or well, what will soon be called Lucid. But Lucid. I've taken a, a ride. It's a fantastic
2: Ford. car. But you know yeah. what? You know who's got good cars and trucks? Ford. Yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. That's not a spec. No.
2: That's a company.
1: No. Pull out a company. We're uh, a day or two removed from the, the light F-150 Lightning introduction. But big Ford uh, meeting
2: soon, and they have to talk about commodity prices, and they have to talk about semiconductors. And those are both the bane of existence of much of America, mm-hmm. unless you're like a John Deere who can pass things on because they have high-quality equipment and very few competitors. Now, it's very interesting. Deere had an amazing quarter, David, and it's not reacting. It's no, it's not reacting.
1: It's not reacting at all, right? Yeah. No, uh, Those not. Deere numbers were out. It was an amazing quarter, and they, you Every think it was an amazing. construction quarter. was up, yep.
2: now they, they, but they very much need a stimulus bill. Construction, forestry was up. Uh, just the regular, old, oh, my God, the biggest, the stock that's up the most is NVIDIA because of the four for one.
1: Yeah, that's not a good thing. No? It's up 3% NVIDIA on that four for one. Your ATT's up today. My, my ATT. Well, huh? you defended it. Yeah, there's, you know, you try to give both sides. Try to give both sides. There is a possible. Listen, Comcast and Charter went down this week in part because there is a belief that AT&T will become a more nimble, flexible competitor and have a capital structure that will allow it to do so. That's why they went down. I mean, they went down for us. Maybe Char- uh, Comcast well, went down for other reasons because people are worried Brian's going to do something, which I don't believe he will. Why do you, you always use the first stupid? names for moguls? Brian Roberts. Okay, thank you.
2: You work for Brian.
1: The, uh, the chairman, CEO, the right. man.
2: No, I, I, I know that. I'm just saying that one of the things that I don't like about this industry is His everyone needs scale. Yeah. And then everyone really is don't like that. Everybody is their No, first I don't name. like
1: everyone needs scale and everyone's just plays Barry. OK, <laughs> Barry well, we know on. who Barry is now. We don't know who Bob is anymore because it could be or Cha- Yeah. It. Yeah.
2: No, now, no. we heard some interesting things about what uh, Barry Diller said about Chapec disenfranchising Bob Iger. But then again, Bob Iger is not the CEO anymore.
1: No, Bob Iger is the chairman and he is leaving the company as uh, at the end of the year going on to do I'm sure more some very interesting things unclear as to what those will be but yeah this is Bob Chapek's Disney now right right I mean Bob Iger built it into what it is today largely by the way through successful acquisitions well David let now, me ask Fox you something deal many people would say they overpaid for I don't want to get into an argument with him about it right now but the, you know they paid a lot there that said Direct-to-consumer was everything. But and the pivot that they but, did there was incredible. We, you'll never, we'll never forget that August day. 6, 7, I don't remember when it was, when the ESPN numbers and suddenly everybody was like, what's going to happen? And then right. they made it happen years later. They put it out the release later.
2: for 100 million yep. subs. And those, but, David, I want to talk about something that has been bothering me about Disney. Okay. Disney Plus is now the same place that ESPN was. In other words, if Disney Plus numbers don't come out great, then the stock goes down. The oh, stock's right. punished. It's what It's what the stock trades. And that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. There are many different levers of Disney and they're all coming back. Right. And to key on just Disney Plus is to ignore the, the lucrative nature of the theme parks, uh, is to ignore what I regard as being uh, entertainment that people will pay for. I'm not saying that movies will come back, but I am saying that if anybody can start doing a lot of, uh, of production, Mm -hmm. It's going to be them. Mm -hmm. And I just think that to judge Disney just on that is to have people who watch our show sell it. And that we don't want because it's a very good franchise, much better than the stock right now is indicating. It's just hanging entirely on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, that is the that's the key metric that investors are focused on. But you could make an argument that you're paying a fairly hefty multiple. I mean, this company did add a lot of debt as well to its balance sheet as it had to to fight through the pandemic a year ago this time. Um, Well, actually, that was brilliant. They get a lot of benefit. Well, both Disney and Boeing, the market's willing to award it based on the expectations of continued significant growth at Disney
2: Plus. Disney and Boeing had excellent CFOs who realized what they needed to do was make sure they had enough money to get through the pandemic. Right, and they did that, and that is a feat. We don't congratulate CFOs for doing things because they are behind the scenes. But the idea that those two companies in the midst of the pandemic got their
1: balance they, sheet. So they, they could did what them. they had to do in terms of raising money. And I was, salute them. We also talk about Boeing's um, successful bond offering. Got it Maybe a year ago already of, of that 25. But now, that was Maybe it's the, more now. 25 and that's when it billion. turned the corner. back. turned. We did- It's interesting. You look back, that turned a lot of things um, when they were able to access 25 billion. It was that Sunday night deal.
2: I wish people understood the capital. You know, you have always been so good at the capital structure, David. So you knew that when Boeing did that deal Sunday night, that that was going to be the beginning of the end of the nightmare of who was going to go under. It wasn't Carnival Cruise and it wasn't Royal Caribbean. It was Boeing and it was Disney. Right. Those companies came through with flying colors, particularly if Boeing really is expanding. And I'm trying to. You know what?
1: It's a Reuters report citing sources that said Boeing (laughs) said to discuss increasing 737 max output to as many as 42 planes per month by late 2022. So that that is via Reuters. Well, I'm trying to confirm um, it. And they're trying to reach a max output of 26 planes a month by the end of this year and then reach a target of 31 per month by March of 2022. So that may have bowing up a bit, uh, that, that, that headline, Jim.
2: Well, look, that's really important. Let me tell you why. And that's Reuters, uh,
1: by the way, me, reporting.
2: Let that. me tell you why, because there are so many maxes on the tarmac. That's very good. I want to I check that story more because it should be moving a lot of different stocks. Uh, it, that is certainly contrary to what I'd expect, and I don't necessarily want people to buy it on that, but that is very, very positive. Raytheon moving up a little, too. That, that's an impact. That would be amazing. That would be truly a sign, as what Barry Diller said. He has so many great things to say. Congratulations to Andrew on an amazing interview. That was because a great interview. He said that travel is going to boom, and David, he said,
1: much to your chagrin, that business travel is going to come roaring back. <laughs> you sound like I don't want it to. I'm not saying that. I still continue to believe that there's a question mark as to whether business travel will ever equate what it had in 2019. Well, Barry Diller, crossed out, that crossed out your question mark and put an exclamation point. is going to be easier. Say again? He crossed out your question mark and put an exclamation. He says yes.
2: Now he has now he's properties. very
1: definitive in what he believes. Well, he has properties that would indicate whether he does without he does without a doubt. Yeah. And, and sometimes we don't talk about what a good job Diller's done at IAC, which is he's not an empire builder. You know, a lot of these places. The they, empire spinner. In fact, offer. he's a spinner. And he's yeah. created a great deal of value by incubating these companies and then sending them out into the world, um, which is worth noting. Uh, he also did have those comments. I think we've got them for you now on Apple. And you take a listen to what Diller had to say about, of course, this dispute right now between Apple and Epic that is in court. And Tim Cook soon to testify.
3: Overcharged in a disgusting manner. I mean, you know, if you go through, let's call it the equivalent of an app store credit card, uh, the transmission cost is about 2%. That's what credit card companies cost for putting up that whole right. system and doing all that stuff. That's what they charge to the person, so you know, to, the, you, to, to the producer, let's right. say. Here, App Apple says, oh, no, 30%. 30%. I mean, it's criminal. Well, it's not criminal. Let me ask you this, though. It will be criminal. <laughs> Well, it's not, it's not, but it, well, it might be.
2: It's
1: devastating.
2: Devastating what he said. Uh, again,
1: I... Well, it's not his decision to make here, so you no. can have an opinion like everybody else.
2: L- look, nope, there isn't anyone... When, when I said, listen, we should use, uh, put it on the App Store, the blowback, uh, the people in the room were just, just a aghast. Are you going to let that gouger take so much? And I keep coming back and saying... Two million people, two million little businesses started on the app app store. And isn't that more important than behemoths who need to get. You know, it isn't like, David, that Epic has no profit. No,
1: not at all. Maker of Fortnite, they have a good amount of profit. And good amount, Spotify yeah. as well is arguing with them about a lot of things. too, though. Jim. Rich people, if because rich maybe people they can, have the ability to
2: do it and others don't. Well, I just think that small jobs are what matter. Small, medium sized businesses are who we should defend. And I will defend them, not these big companies who have to have even heftier, heftier EPS because they want to beat Wall Street numbers. Okay. And make huge amounts of money versus little guys who are trying to become something scrappy and good. See, David, that's called the American
1: way versus the, the kleptocracy that we've built in this country. Oh, that's an interesting road that we're not going to go down right now. Why not? Because we've got to get to Bob Pisani. Okay. Right. Well, we look, my Trotskyite got roots. You know, the workers um, should own a, the
2: means of production. Got, I was the Spartacus workers during the heyday. I know. We had a good rap. Yes,
1: you did. I was not a Leninist. I hated the Lenin. I know you did. I know you did. Thank you. Um, let's get to Bob Pisani, though. We've got an S&P that's up 0.55%, Bob. Interesting week, hasn't it?
0: Yeah. In fact, it's been a very important week, David, volatile, but important. So we got a nice start to the day, uh, three to one, advancing the declining stocks. Uh, the story for the week uh, on the macro front, on the investing front, Groats back. Uh, boy, semis have had a great week. Good good uh, news from Applied Materials. Uh, semiconductor business up nicely this week. Tech's up nicely. Uh, and cyclical slash uh, value generally is down, although you see it's bouncing to energy. Banks, industrials are down for the week. Uh, but as you see, up a little bit here. Uh, this is an important week. Why is that? Because the Fed has indicated they have people out who want to start talking about the tapering. At least talking. And that's good enough for the market, just that they're having the discussion that some people are talking about it, talking about, talking about. That's good enough. And look what's happened to the stock market this week. We're flat on the S&P. The 10 year yield is flat, one, six, one. And the VIX has gone from what, 19 to 20. That's five percent. That's not statistically significant, folks. What's happened in the market this week? Nothing. Nothing. Nobody's freaked out because the Fed, some people in the Fed want to talk about, talk about tapering. That's very good news. So where are we right now? Remember, there's a bull bear debate that always goes on. But the bear argument we've been talking about for weeks now is peak everything. This is it, folks. This is the peak reopening. This is the peak economic data. This is the peak earnings growth. It's peak everything. It's never going to get any better than this in our lifetime. And forget about more advances. So there's the argument. Here's the bull argument. The bull argument is the Fed's going to win. The Fed communication on tapering and rate heights will be successful. Like an adult holding a child's hand. They're going to slowly guide them through this discussion. They're going to start gently tapering later this year. Raise rates next year. Everyone's going to anticipate it understand it. And there won't be a taper tantrum. That's the bull case. The other part of the bull case is Q2 and Q3. is going to be like the fourth quarter and the first quarter. Everyone's going to be wrong again. The numbers are going to be much higher. Uh, J.P. Morgan and uh, came out this morning and they raised their numbers on exactly that theory. So you put that two together, you got a somewhat powerful bull case that's bolstered by what happened this week with the Federal Reserve. Look at the earnings situation. Deer raised the outlook again, ply materials. The retailers had tremendous numbers. Raw stores had good numbers and disappointing guidance. But look, here's the takeaway from the retail reports this week. There's an awful lot of cash out there. The consumer is really flush. They're spending at home and they're going out. The credit card debt's low. There's lots of stimulus driven spending out there and there's a, there's a problem with a lack of people and a lack of goods out there right now. So overall, the retail picture looks very well. Here's the problem. David, just look at XRT. This is what I watch in the ETF space for retail. This is equal weighted of all the retailers in the U.S. It's up 200 percent since the bottom last year. Macy's is up 60 percent this year. Uh, Gap's up 60 percent. Kohl's is up 35 percent. This huge moves up. So it's kind of tough. They've already anticipated this perfect retail environment that we've seen. And that's why you're getting this week very modest reactions to some of these big names that are reporting Really, really great numbers. But, you know, we should have these problems. The market is at this point almost fully valued, at least for the retailers. We should have these problems. You know, David, yeah. it's been a good week. Yeah. It ha- it, I mean, and when you put
1: that chart up, and I think it does. It's, it speaks volumes, uh, Bob, in terms of the moves that we've seen, especially in retail. Who would have thought a year ago that you would see the XRT up 130 percent? Bob, thank you. Papa yeah, Sonic. 200.
0: Actually, it's 200 percent since the very bottom in March. Wow. It's rather remarkable. It is,
1: Jim. It is
2: remarkable. People thought everybody was going to go out of business. They didn't think that Moderna and Pfizer would be able to come up with a vaccine. They didn't cooperate on Operation Warp Speed. And they certainly didn't think that the money that went to the consumer would be immediately returned to them the moment that they opened. Because there was a long period of time where the only thing that stayed open were these Essentials. Yep. And it turned out that the others come back. I thought Kohl's, by the way, had a good quarter. The stock was down yesterday. I thought
1: Ralph Lauren had a good quarter. The stock was down but yesterday. To, but, but to Bob's point, and the point we're making during the mad dash about applied materials, these stocks have run up enormously well, as a result. Just because they've run up does not mean they can, can't continue. To run. Right, maybe they need to. There's a lot of. Go to what, what, I
2: will go to what Mr. Moynihan said yesterday. There's just a huge amount of money in the sidelines, in accounts. That could, that could conceivably go into the stock market. Meaning a lot of savings. Huge. Yeah. Huge
1: savings. Beyond The balance sheet of the consumer is right. fantastic. Beyond and above what would typically be the case. All right, exactly. we've got some right. data out, manufacturing and services. Let's get over to Rick Santelli for that. Rick.
5: Hi, David. Yes, this is a preliminary read from Market, M-A-R-K-I-T, the PMI group. And preliminary may read for the headline, PMI for manufacturing, 61.5. That is a post-COVID high. If we look at what's going on in the service side, 70.1 post-COVID high. And not to break the trio of post-COVID highs, the composite also joins in at 68.1. Now, granted, these can change from preliminary to final, but at this point in time, they continue to point, as many indicators do, to a very hot, 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 reopening economy. Let's get to the charts. A one-week chart of 10s tells you quite a bit of information. Monday, we had the low of 160 yield. We're revisiting or getting very close to revisiting that Today, it is not only the bottom of an important range, it's what many technicians will call the pivotal area, meaning any closes above 160 or treated a little more bullish, higher yields than those that are below that. And if you open the chart up to the very end of March, when we had our post-COVID high yield close at 174, you could see the performance since then has been mostly, mostly Very tight with respect to consolidation near that upper level. There's been very little retracement. And if we look at what happened with Boone's this week, a notable week. On this week, you see right in the middle of the chart that minus 07. That is the highest intraday level, the least negative that that market has traded in two years. And finally, a year to date of the euro versus the dollar, which is the mere image of the dollar index. That currency is hovering at some of the best levels since Early in the year, and do keep in mind it closed last year at 122.16. We're getting very close. And if I was to put the dollar index up there, it'd be the exact reverse, basically closing at some of the lowest levels since early in the year. Jim and David, back to you. Thank you,
1: Rick. Rick Santelli with the bond report. Well, coming up, we have a big show later this morning on Tech Check featuring exclusive interviews with Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. And get this, Snap founder and CEO Evan Spiegel as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just get a selfie with him. I know. Get a selfie and make sure to watch. That's 11 a.m. Eastern when they start. But we're right Wait, back when here. When will you let me be on second. Tech Check? I'm ready. I have ready. nothing to do with Tech Check. I don't care. I want to be on TechCheck. Not on, tech on it check. either. The guests that they have. I want to be on everything. I want to be a guest tech checker. That's enough with the guests. Just stick to your your lane. All right. There are the leaders on the S&P, in fact, led by Boeing, which we've talked about. Jim's going to have a little more on those Reuters reports, perhaps being able to temper it somewhat. But we'll save that for a moment. As you see, NVIDIA also up on that four-for-one split. We're right back with Stop Trading. Well, let's get to stop trading. And the
2: aforementioned Boeing is the focus. I will start by saying Boeing is owned by my travel trust. And so therefore, I am going to talk against my book. Uh, the company's kind of tempering that uh, Reuters story, saying, look, uh, they're, they're making progress at Boeing, but uh, they disagree with that there's a real timetable for 42 uh, and are saying, look, for 42 super, uh, of the max. And they're just saying, listen, just understand that uh, the customer's, have not yet committed to that. So people who are buying it aggressively may find themselves
1: gobsmacked. Right. The Reuters story we're reporting, uh, or we are relating, is... They're going to hit 42 by they need to, 2022 in, 2022 need to increase in production. monthly production. And Boeing so, not,
2: has not said that okay. and will not confirm that story. But meanwhile, you still like the stock. Very much so. But this is a really important element because we know that the, that plane is... is uh, well, We don't know whether people want to buy it or not. And this story presumes that not only do they want to buy it, but there's strong demand for it. And that's not true. OK, so let's be careful. Got it. Even though, again, I'm talking against my book. I don't think that the story reflects uh, the circumspect nature of whether they're going to have a lot more orders. Um, what's on the show tonight? Well, I've got I had Cisco last night. Two nights ago. Two nights ago, yeah. So I have to have another Cisco. <laughs> this one is the s by Wicon, which will be good to know about whether people are going to restaurants. And Mark McLean, SailPoint, David, people are impersonating other people and breaking into systems and hacking them and then asking for Bitcoin. Well, let's see. SailPoint can stop that? I want to know.
1: Can anybody really stop it?
2: want am I, some sort of Oracle? Yes. I Oracle have. exposure. Does yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I right. want nice you to have stuff. a fantastic weekend.
1: I'm going to try. I really am. But well, you're still reeling from the first 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> we got off to a bit of a rocky start, but we're good. We're good. And uh, you have a great weekend. Too. Yeah, you too. Okay. you going to study this weekend like me? Always. Always. I'm always studying. Good. I don't study at all. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
4: What's on the horizon for financial markets?